it's Katie, and this is Classically Black Podcast. Where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession. With trap beats playing in the background. Hey, y'all, we back or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Whatever, a whole lot of ganging, you know what I'm saying? We back with it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a literally classical music podcast. There's yes. no ganging. Mm-hmm. Okay, new that. trend. You s- <laughs> Ooh, we should start a game. All right. <laughs> So we'll talk off mic. We'll talk off mic. We won't. <laughs> we will. So, we, but we won't. But it's fine. Exactly. You're right. It's fine because we won't. Okay. All right. Yeah. So let's just jump into the news this week because <laughs> I just feel like the more people, the more people, like find out that I have this podcast, then more nervous I get because oh girl, because now watch next next week be when people decide to tune in. Oh, so you're starting a. A gang? Yeah, a gang. Yeah. Gregorian, Aeolian. All right. Nefertarius. No, I was going to say Neapolitan Chord. Um, uh, German. <laughs> Girl. Gang, gang. I'm probably like, stop announcing this podcast to people. Especially like, oh, it's a classical music podcast. <laughs> Depend on the week, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Mm, classical music, classical music, you know. Yeah. There, there are classical musicians are there. That is the truth. That's that's truth. Mm-hmm. I like, but do not tell people. Let them stumble upon it. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm not feel like I. Yeah, I'm comfortable with it. Um. Okay. Well, news this week. I know this isn't much of a follow up since it's been two weeks, but I believe our last episode was the one that we did about criticism. It was. was it? Okay. Yes, the one that no, we did about. It was about. Or was it the Mad Lib one? Yeah, I think it was that one. When did we okay. talk about criticism? Remember when we did the one about critics? When I like in June. No, you're right. No, you're right. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> I was about to say, don't. I was like a month ago. It's September. It is September. I'm, okay. I thought I was gonna say June was a month ago. It wasn't. It's September. Girl, so. time means nothing. This year just started. We already in September. Like it's supposed to be 2022. Okay, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> um. Yeah. Well, shortly after we recorded that episode, I came across in an article a very new article um on i care if you listen about uh, diversity in arts criticism i was like oh hmm. um it was very very interesting it was um it was basically just about um the voices that are currently in arts criticism and it was actually more homogenous than i thought it was because it wasn't just like talking about white men it was also talking about like it was like all white men from ivy league schools and like the same like group of schools and like she literally like listed like so-and-so went here who also went here and and -and so-and-so went here with them and like i was just like wow that's really like like a majority of classical music critics in this country (laughs) she just listed right now um and she also kind of talked about her own journey and how basically uh, uh basically it all stemmed from a professor not feeling comfortable writing her a letter of recommendation um until she went back and got another bachelor's degree and i was like girl <laughs> you may have to get out of my face this is what you would need to do 
Mm-mm. How dare you ask that of me? But um, yeah, I will link that in the description uh, because it's very interesting and it has something to do with what we talked about. Um, okay, next up in news, um, Sheku and Isada Ken and Mason are releasing a record. Um, if you don't know them, glad to know you're Patrick and have been living under a rock. Um, no, because <laughs> I'm wrong. I mean, Patch be over there with SpongeBob doing activities, so. Okay. Well, you Patrick's housekeeper, living under a rock. Okay. Living housekeeper. Um, because they're releasing a sibling uh, duo record of pieces, uh, works for cello and, and piano. Some of them arranged, some of them are original cello sonatas by both Rachmaninoff and Barber. Um, the album is available for pre-save right now. I would go support them period you can you know you can get a signed copy a digital copy whatever you want whatever you do spotify apple music all of that the link is in the description it actually doesn't come out for a while i don't understand much about press i feel like but they sent us a press release today well not today the class we flag we get press releases every, every week do we <laughs> at, from this, them, at this but point from them though well because i mean th- they have a publicist so like an arts so it's usually like you're just on the list for a, an That's, arts like publicist like so whatever publicist they use we on their list yeah girl girl what people send us press releases quite regularly now people don't listen to the show <laughs> i mean the new segment is probably the most valid segments of this podcast because it's probably the most serious that's crazy i love that for us i did not know that come on and release yeah. the news okay <laughs> classically black black classically that's, that's what i was like i was like you know i need to start going through the, like because of course i look at every email that we get but like i feel like now i actually work with press releases quite a bit at work now so i understand more of like what they're like for and whatever because when we first started getting this i'm like i didn't sign up for no mailing list like what is this like um but now i understand more about them so i'm like i'm like i'm gonna start going through the press releases that we get sometimes they're not really relevant but sometimes there are things you know now we're gonna start getting um anastasia brow palettes in the mail yeah i'm sure yeah they just show up the door that's what that's what i heard from jackie and arnell the youtubers so i'm gonna be i'm gonna be looking at my window next couple of weeks Maybe they'll send, it, send a cake of rosin or something. I I'll no do that. I'll that. do the brow palette or the rosin. I'll take either. Listen. I'm going to hold sign. What, what is it? BAM cases? Let's let's design a case. Girl, they sent me a BAM case. Oh, girl, send me a BAM. BAM. Send me a case. <laughs> I remember when I was looking for a viola case before I got the purple one. They were, uh, teachers were giving me recommendations like, oh, you could get this, da, da, da. And I'm like, I'm not spending a thousand dollars for a viola case. Like, I have no intentions of dropping my viola over a building, so I will not okay. be. <laughs> because like, for what? I understand, like, yeah, protect, protect, protect. I'm like, listen, my little Tonarelli, <laughs> my Tonarelli viola case, the cute little one with the purple, that got me through Rochester winters and Memphis summers, and it was not no thousand dollars. So I'm, a, I'm, a st- I'm a stick beside it. I'm, a, I'm a stick beside it. Okay, let's get well, that sponsorship. But. Bam, you know, I'm willing to try a little cake. 
I'm trying to look. They, they be doing a lot because they have one. I remember they came up with that like ultimate case where it had like a laptop sleeve and a phone thing and a water bottle thing and a key thing and a, da, 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 da. I was like, okay, who is literally going camping with their viola? I was about like, to say, you going to an island? <laughs> <laughs> like you plan on being lost in the Pacific with like, your instrument? It was a lot. It was like <laughs> it was like it was almost like pin my ride. Like and we put uh, <laughs> and we put a hibachi grill in your trunk, like. Right, like, you open up a bill case and start it start uh, uh a go off. Yeah, <laughs> a built-in <laughs> tuner. <laughs> Don't steal my no. idea though, because that would be kind of dope. I thought that'd be annoying though. High key wouldn't. But if you could, like, if it wasn't automatic, like a like one of them like jewelry boxes where it automatically maybe if it wasn't like that. Yeah, or like could you could be. set it to be automatic if you. Yeah. But um, now, now you forget to you forget to turn it off. You come in rehearsal late. Right, <laughs> stupid. <laughs> and they play, God forbid, they playing they they playing the uh, second movement, Beethoven five all up in A flat. Now you looking dumb. Your A going <laughs> while you trying to all pack. Um, this will never happen. This is you <laughs> wouldn't be late to rehearsal. But don't steal our idea because that is low key lit. Hey man, in a little light. I'm telling you, Katie could do the viola violin cases. I could do like a bow case or something. Because it would not be worth it to have me design like a travel case. <laughs> because who's buying that? <laughs> I but, mean, I could sell a case. Send me a case. I'll sell it. I have people buy. I have people buying that case who don't even have a viola. They okay. just want one. All right. They just put their goods in it. Yep, send me a case. Got you. you imagine people started buying viola cases like as purses, like because it was in, <laughs> just in vogue. Listen, you know what? And and then next week Anna went to Oregon, stumble onto this podcast, and in, in the next season, or not, just literally not how Vogue works. In the next issue of Vogue, we gonna see it's gonna be somebody with a viola case literally. on the cover. That's how y'all do. You saw the Balenciaga pants that had the um. The boxers stitched into them, girl. I hate <laughs> like them. they were sagging. I hate them. Y'all are ridiculous. And then they had it tucked in. Like, what are we doing? They had the shirt tucked into the pants. Oh jeez. I hate it here. Anyway, sorry. You were saying <sighs> shake. Well, oh, we move fast. That my bad. Yes. Well, for our last piece of news, um, it's from the Chromatic Brass Collective. If y'all don't know about the Chromatic Brass Collective, um, they are a group of black, or actually, I don't think they're all black, but they're women of women of color in uh brass. So racially and ethnically underrepresented women and John uh, gender nonconforming people, um, and they do performances and just. I think they they also host like talks and things like that um, just to promote fellowship within that community. Um, Well, they are having a fundraiser right now. They are trying to raise twenty five thousand dollars to do all kinds of great things. I mean, they've they've done all all sort of things during the pandemic. Um, They had a debut virtual concert that featured 21 racially and ethnically underrepresented women and non-binary brass musicians. Um, they were awarded a, a sponsorship at the 53rd Annual Horn Symposium. Uh, they fostered a um, 
online community um, where people can network, collaborate, and find community, which you can follow them on Instagram. Look them up. And um, they also received a sponsorship from one of their affiliates, the International Women's Brass Conference, to perform and present at the upcoming uh, conference in May 2022. So they've been busy. Sound like it. They've been busy. So um, if you have the means, if you are willing and able, please donate to their cause. I will put the link in the description uh, for y'all to learn more about them and give if, if it's on your heart. And yeah, that's the news this week. All right. Well, it's time for the intermission. So since you guys haven't heard us for two weeks, thought we would do a little catch up. And let's talk about like what we've been doing over the past like a little couple of weeks or whatever. I mean, our little break. What you been? What you been up to? Well, you know. Oh, yeah. That sounds no, riveting. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I wish I had been up to. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, nothing. Um, no, but I wasn't. I wasn't not saying it, and I wasn't not not saying it, but. I moved to Seattle. I've never said that on the show. No, you literally <laughs> never said it, but I wasn't going to say nothing because that's your business. Um, but yeah, I moved here like like about almost almost two months ago. More than two months ago at this point. Yeah, because I moved Why? early. I moved in June, actually. No way, I, Delaney. Yeah, I did. No way. I moved way. Like, the last, like the last week of June or like the last week and a half of June. Not because yeah. you moved <laughs> Time moves so fast. Have you realized how fast time is moving? But you know what? I got here and then I immediately left. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I went back home. I went back to New York. Like I, I was doing stuff, so I wasn't really here here until like July. But um, yeah. So that's what's going on with me. <laughs> um, and yeah, I'm working here and chilling, doing things. The weather is still nice here. Walking a lot. Lots of trees. Almost passed out in the woods last weekend. So that was fun. You were in the woods. <laughs> it was okay. I don't know. Oh, you don't like walking, so you don't know this. But Google Maps walking. I walk places all the time. I walk places. Okay. I, the only time I will walk, just to clarify, the only time I will walk when I'm traveling because Google that Maps for sense. walking is very, it's very good. Yeah, it's very efficient, but it's also like sometimes it'd be like okay, because it sent me through this this path in the cut Girl, that was like all overarching with tree. No. That's why I was like, I was like, I don't think I should go in here. But it was it wasn't like it wasn't like a cave or nothing. Like it was still like mm-hmm. out, and it was also some houses. Like it wasn't like I was in the middle of nowhere. So like it was some houses, and I could see on the other side of it there were more houses. And it was like it was really not that like long. It was like literally I could see through it. But um, so I went. I was like, okay, I'm gonna do this because it's telling me to do this, and I can. It's broad daylight. It's people right here. It's people right there. Like I could see. Then it went. Me, and then it took me to another one. Uh-uh. And it was like a little creek, and it was like a bridge. Wait, that's really kind of cute. Hold on. It was, but then it was some stairs going through a stretch of wood. I have a picture. I can't show y'all, but I can show Katie. But um, I took a picture, but it was like, it was just a lot. I bit off more than I could chew. I'm very out of shape. So I was literally hyperventilating by the time I got out of there. But that's what it looked like. You went up or down that? I went up. Oh, girl. When I tell you, I called an Uber as soon as I hit the landing. Because, <laughs> girl, what even is that? Uh-uh. <laughs> 
I literally like I my, my eyesight was like going to a pinhole. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I had it. I hadn't eaten anything that day. I didn't bring no water with me. <laughs> uh, uh. I tell you, I immediately would have got some, myself a pizza. <laughs> like, How far was the walk? The total walk. Oh, you can be mad. The total walk. I didn't finish the total walk, but I want to say I probably walked around two miles because mm. the total ro- walk would have been like about five. Oh, I see. Yeah, I wouldn't have. But, you know, that incline, them stairs, mm-hmm. there were quite a bit of them. And also my heart, my heart rate was going up because I was also kind of a little creeped out because I was yeah. like, you know, like I can see the path, I can see the way and stuff, but at the same time, it's like I don't know if there's nobody lurking in the bushes over here. Like, yeah. so that really didn't help. Like, I was already breathing kind of hard or breathing kind of heavy because I was like, okay, like, when are we getting out of the woods? Back mm-hmm. on a public sidewalk, like. <laughs> but um, other than that, I mean, there's another trail, a better, you know, less secluded, better one near my apartment, and that's that I've been on. So. But then I, I cut my foot the other day, so I See, probably won't be on nobody's trail. No, it was actually at the door. Um, I was taking the trash out, so <laughs> had nothing to do. <laughs> See, one thing I want to do, I aspire to become a walker. And the reason why I'm not a walker is I'm just incredibly lazy. I was I did not grow up having to walk. My mom drove me everywhere. So, like, college was not fun. Because I'm just like, why we got to walk everywhere? Like, it, 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 and I've never really grown out of that. Like, I like driving. It's convenient. Like, when I go to a new, like, literally when I go to another country, though, I, be, I become a whole new person. I'm like, oh, 45-minute walk? Let's go. Like, yeah. you know, and I'm like, who are you? And then when I get home, be like, oof, 10-minute walk? All right, you got parking? Like, it's just like. Okay. <laughs> just, like, so okay. different. Um that's all kind of cute i wish the i wish the nature looked like that i mean it probably do look like that in memphis i just don't be i don't be walking so i wouldn't know (laughs) well you know i don't got much of a choice over here but you know that's another story anyway yeah that's what i've been up to working walking cutting my feet all right what have i been up to okay so boom, it's been as hot as Satan's booty hole in Memphis. All right. There was literally a heat advisory. I'm like, we already in the South. How was there a heat advisory when this is what y'all do? Um, so that was not fun because it also meant that school started. So last year of me doing this little artist diploma, it's great because I only have six credits. So that means I can just practice. It's six. It's fantastic. Like. I didn't even know you could have that little baby credits. I ain't even know either. Well, I mean, I guess it's a little. Are they all performance credits? Yeah, I mean the 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 nine is the is full time for grad school, so I guess oh. it's not that bad. Oh yeah, it is. It is because twelve is full time for undergrad. Yeah, right. Um, no, so I don't know nothing about that. You know, I'm not. Anyway. I'm not degreed. Like, so anyway, um. Being in the house for 18 months has made me very out of shape. I already hate walking, so the four-minute walk from the car to the to the school of music, it's like, it's actually horrendous because you Not have to cool. add, 
you have okay let me put it in context it's actually like six minutes because the parking lot is massive because everybody's back now mm-hmm. so you can't find no parking then it's 98 degrees oh then mask oh i'm telling you like i feel oh pr- nikki got mad at me the <laughs> week because i was like i have never felt so oppressed the day that it was 103 degrees with the heat index i was like I have never felt so oppressed and I've been called the N-word like ever. It was terrible. I wish and like I like the heat. I like it. I only when I saw I was talking to Estefan I, we got outside I stopped the conversation I'm like this is ridiculous. You feel like you are in an oven. So that was that. But it's better now. It's 85. It's beautiful out. Woohoo. Go Memphis. So I did that. What else have I been doing? Um I'm coming off a little viola break because I if I played all summer. I played all summer. So in in order to prevent burnout, I've been keeping it kind of um kind of cute on the on the on the practicing a little bit just so I don't burn out and also Jen's been in Kenya, so that helps. Um but I just wrapped up my little lessons or whatever with Tong Lee. That was fun. So I did that little pro room. And I've been learning Spanish through osmosis because, let me tell you, I have no intentions of being a polyglot. Like, it sounds stressful to me. However, like, I be around Spanish so much, right? We're, we are classic musicians, you know, when we had Sphinx, whatever, people speak Spanish. So, you know, I want to learn how to speak Spanish. So, I was like, okay, I'm not going to do it for real, for real, because I'm already doing, <laughs> I'm already doing French. How's that going? At a, it's at a pause. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to learn it through osmosis. I'm just going to pick up a little thing here and there because I want to do it like, I just want conversational. I don't want to know how to write. French, I actually, like, I know the grammar. I know I can write. Da, da, da. I don't have no energy. I just want to learn it. So that's what I learned so far. Okay. So you already know, I know mujer, right? You know, I finally got, I finally got to say that. Okay. I know yo también. Ah! I love that one because it's just like, I don't know what you said, but me too. You know what I'm saying? Okay. okay. Um, I know. Okay, okay, okay. Yo tengo 28 años. You see me? Okay. You see me? Okay. And then, okay, so, okay, picture this. I'm going to set the scene. I'm in El Salvador. I'm hungry. Hungry bad, right? Not set the scene. Okay. <laughs> I'm hungry, right? Yo tengo... La comida. I'm learning. Okay? It's getting fluent. You have food? No, 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 wait. Wait! <laughs> <laughs> hold on, okay. Hold on. Okay, so I know your tango. Hold on. Yo, Kato, right? La comida. <laughs> See me? I know like three, I know three verbs. Oh, no, no! How you feel okay. and where you are, then you use the verb star. I'm learning. It's giving fluent. It's giving polyglot. Okay. I'ma keep. I don't know any vocabulary, so I gotta start doing that. Cause I can yo tango this and yo tango that, but <laughs> if, I, if I don't know what I have, then or or just learn como se dice and this how do you say and then say it in English. So you want to know how to say table? Come and say you say table. You can you can you can at least ask people how to say things in Spanish. See, I'm ready to go. 
Okay. <laughs> no, I had um my friend. You know, I have a lot, I like I have, I have a lot of friends that speak Spanish, and sometimes they speak Spanish around me. So mm-hmm. you know, um, but one of them posted like a meme, and you know those memes where it's like when you got to work out, have a family, have a job, da, 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 mm-hmm. like all of these things. Um, she posted one of those in Spanish, and I was like, oh, uh, I responded. I was like, oh, I could read all of this except for the last one. I don't know what that means. And she was like, oh, that means to wake up early. I was like, see, that ain't got nothing to do with me. <laughs> so I actually, <laughs> I was like, that that makes sense. Well, I don't know that and don't need to. So. That's what I said. <laughs> like, me and Jasmine used to do a book club. We're taking a break right now. Dang, everything on a break. Anyway, me and Jasmine do a, a little French book club or whatever, and one of the words I didn't I, I didn't know what it was, and I was like, "Dang, I don't know that word," you know. And I have a I have a note on my phone every time I come across a French because I get the news in French, like I, I signed up for that, so I could just be around it, be reading it or whatever. Every time I don't know a word, I look it up, I write it down, so I can just remember it. And it was the word for parsley, and I was like, "Ooh, what is that word? I don't know that word." She's like, "Oh, it's parsley." I'm like, I "Ain't got nothing to do with me. I don't even know it." Next, like, okay. what? And she was like, "Yeah, Katie, because if it's in something, you tell me to take it out." I'm like. It's parsley. Jasmine, logic. You don't Who really put in you need parsley and stuff in spades? You know, it's more of a garnish. Right. Like, you don't need logic for everything, Jasmine. Everything don't need logic. Like, just let me have my little thing. You know what I'm saying? Let me just, all, all you need to learn, you need to learn all the, the names for all the dairy stuff yeah. to take out. That's what you need to learn to take out. And that's what you that can was deal hard. with some parsley. I could do that. You know, it was French. That's what, well, that was hard about Poland because it was just like, I'm not learning this, you know, because I sat down. I was like, okay, boom. I go to Poland tomorrow. Let me look up milk, eggs, and butter. Right, let me look that up. Girl, when I saw all them consonants and all them little, I was like, oh, mm -mm." all the, you know what I'm talking about. All the what? The, you know what I'm talking about? Just run that back. Don't do this to me. You know what I'm talking (laughs) about. Them little, the little, like the accents and stuff? But they don't be accents, they be like round. Like, you know how it'd be like... The umlauts? Mm, not the umlaut. You know what I'm talking about. They are accents, but they don't look oh, like... But they, oh, but they don't function. Yeah, they don't look accents. like... I don't know how, how like, to... Like the yeah. ac- accent they goo, accent circumflex, like they don't look like that. They look like yeah. little marks. Mm-mm. Oh, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, girl, we just gonna have to hope. <laughs> well, that's what I've been up to. That's what I've been up to. A whole lot of nothing. <laughs> so okay. Um, yeah. I'm gonna keep learning. I'm gonna keep. I heard if you watch TV shows and you put the little um, because the only, first of all, the only reason why I learned them little phrases is because I, some of the YouTubers I watch are travel YouTubers and they're in Spanish-speaking countries right now. Mm. So this dude I watched in Peru. That's the only reason why I picked up those little like yo tango da da da, because he was saying these things. So I'm like, I'm just gonna keep on doing this. Grandma gonna be all wrong and everything, but I'm gonna know. That's enough <laughs> for me. I heard that you get see. I heard that you like you supposed to watch without subtitles. But the thing is, the, the shows that I watch in Spanish be too good. I want to know what's happening. Like I'm gonna have to watch with first and then go back and watch without because I also heard that because there's been so many people that you hear these stories by people who've immigrated to the United States and they learn to speak English by watching Sesame Street. And I'm just like, I don't understand that because it's like, how are you just watching something? And you just keep watching it, and you all of a sudden you know what it means. Like that, 
You know what I'm saying? Like, that's so bizarre to me. It's but like, isn't that how we learn how to speak too, though? Like, I mean, we get help at a certain point, but like when babies start talking before they start learning the alphabet and all that kind of thing, and like why we structure sentences the way that we do, like they do it from here, and other people do it. I guess, but I think I don't know why it just doesn't. It doesn't seem the same to me because it's just like you don't know what any of these words are. Yeah, I guess I don't know. I mean, yeah, and, and it depends. But also, Sesame Street is easier to do. It. See, I'd be watching stuff that'd be like, you know, mm-hmm. it's not like maybe if it was a kid show, kid shows would be would be easier. And I like there was a time where I was watching Peppa Pig in French because they said to watch, they tell you to watch kid shows. I do it because I, I want to get my conversational French a little bit better. They do it with, um, I'm in this really weird space with French where I know French well. It's just like, I feel like I spend too much time with the, I don't know how to get my sentences out fast enough. I think that's what I want to get better. Like I could put it together, da, 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 but I think I'm, I'm in this place where I think about it too much. But anyway, they tell you watch kids shows because kids shows are like more animated and they're more like yeah they, they can demonstrate to you what's going on I feel like yeah. they're not acting out every word if you watching right but and they also use easier words La Casa de las Flores listen you know the house of flowers wait hold on you see I'm telling you I'm, I'm coming see? along see that bro, that show was crazy. I can't believe it's over. But they just came out with a movie. I haven't watched it yet. I'm a, but I'm gonna watch it because, oh, that show was crazy and very good. So it's hard. Like I feel like I'm gonna try this thing called Lingoda because I stopped going to my French tutor because I feel like it just wasn't serving me anymore. But Lingoda is group classes online, and I feel like I'm gonna try that. I'm gonna try it in a couple weeks. And I heard I, of that, yeah. but I didn't know like the details. Yeah, Jasmine you put know. me onto it, and I was like, "Girl, that don't even sound fun." Group classes, I'm like, "I don't know about that." But then I thought about it some more, and I'm like, "I <laughs> like, don't even sound fun." <laughs> because like, but I feel like it'll be better because maybe like the teacher will be it will be like a more of like a lesson plan type scenario instead of like what my teacher was doing with me, where it just got kind of boring. I feel like I wasn't really learning. So, but he was eight dollars. Shout out to Cedric in South Africa from Belgium. All right, a lot of layers to that. <laughs> <laughs> Cedric from South Africa, from Belgium, teaching you French. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, come on, worldly. Anyway, we moving on. Yep, I'm sure people are begging. I'm. I am <laughs> sure <laughs> because this is why it's not even about classical music. Anyway, it's about to continue that way. So, (laughs) (laughs) a couple weeks ago, I have no idea. I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know why. I was listening to, like, somebody mentioned Chris Brown or whatever. And I was like, there are Chris Brown songs on my playlist right now. But then, for some reason, I thought, I started talking about, like, early Chris Brown. I was like, I forgot about that song. Run it. And then it just got me thinking so much about like I've been really nostalgic lately for whatever reason and I'm just like I think mainly because every once in a while I have this feeling I'm like man like I used like life used to be so freaking simple like it just used to be like and with everything like I used to just like 
I, I, I love playing the viola, but it's just different now. Back then, it was just like, this is the best thing ever. I'm like, I used to like be a double dutch star in my school. Like, I just, it was just so, such a simple time, and the music was just so good. So, um, what we're gonna talk about today is we're gonna we, we do this kind of style. You'll recognize exactly what we're gonna do. We've done episodes like this in different iterations, but we're gonna focus. On, we're gonna zoom in on the music from 2000 to 2011. What music was just so so such a vibe. We have three songs each from this time period, and three pieces each from this time period. Um, but real quick, I'm, I'm, I am gonna play on it because this song is just so good. It was just, this whole episode is inspired by this song. Okay, check it, check it, check it out. It's Santana again, stepping, stepping, stepping now. Uh, one of them brand new big boy toys. I do big boy things. I make big boy noise, cause I know what girls want. I know what they like, like they wanna stay up and party all night. So bring a friend. Let me talk to you. like what the heck anyway that just brought back a hidden memory i had a dance routine to the song i'm trying to remember why we had this dance routine what was it for cheerleading like was it for cheer it could have been a cheer routine because it would have been for no black history month program that's the only thing i was doing <laughs> i mean we're a talent <laughs> show yeah it's probably for cheer we danced hey. to a sean paul song that i'm forgetting at a talent show yeah the 2000s are having a comeback right now because apparently things from there are coming back as vintage which is crazy and ridiculous i think it's a bit early for that but yeah i mean i feel like especially like with the return like with the Aaliyah thing and her music getting released and like girls are wearing like oversized t-shirts again like i definitely have like a couple oversized like i've kind of fell into that style it's just like i think and also the the tiktokers are colonizing again so it's like everything's vintage and new and <laughs> it's just really frustrating so space buns and all that but all right. um you want to start with the classical music stuff or you want to start with the songs no well let's have the best for last so let's start with the classical music uh uh-uh, no, no. <laughs> No, no. At first, my instinct was actually to start with the songs, but also I feel like it would be better if we broke it up with some. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Okay, so just to reiterate what we're doing, we're taking we're taking music, we're resuming our music from 2010 to 2011. Um, so Delaney has three pieces of music, classical music, from this time period that was composed in this time period, and then we're gonna do three songs that were written in this time period as well. Okay, you wanna go first? um sure okay so i feel like i was listening to a lot of music i should not have been listening to during this time period but you know that's between me and my mama um but you know kind of zooming in to some classical music that was being composed during this time was a good little practice for me so i'm gonna start off with a piece that some people might have heard before by composer that i'm sure you've heard before uh jesse montgomery 
Um, this is her piece called Strum. It's for a string ensemble, and it was written in 2006, but she also revived it in 2012, but we're not going to talk about this uh, because it was written in 2006. Exactly. So, period. Here is Strum by Jesse Montgomery. Shout out to Jesse Montgomery. She has a um, it's a new article out about her at the New York Times. If you haven't read it, so oh yeah. no, nah, let me go read that. Yeah, we're going back and forth, or yeah, let's go back and forth. Okay, okay. So one of my favorite pieces for orchestra is Danzon Number no. Two. Love that piece so much. I just think it's fun. Um, sorry, Delaney. However, um. Obviously, I always think about how there's more Danzons because number two. So um, I kind of went down a rabbit hole of listening to some of Arturo Marquez's music, and I came across Danzon number seven, which was written in 2006, I believe. I'm not, don't call Dang, me what was that. number two written? Like 95. Oh. Or 93, one of those two. Dang. I yeah, it's crazy. Um, so here is Danzon number seven by Arturo Marquez. There's, it gets more like stringy. I should have jumped ahead a little bit, but okay, Jasmine. Period. Right. Period. No, don't get it too stringy because <laughs> you're gonna get accused. Right. Of being you too stringy. You just got a whole minute, fifty-four seconds of oboe. <laughs> okay. And percussion. And, right. So. And so. Period. Um. Okay. So my next piece is. Oh, and look. We we doing it for y'all again. This piece is um called Rosa Parks Boulevard and it is for three trombones and a wind ensemble or wind band, whatever you want to call it. Um I actually played this piece when I was at Eastman, I think my sophomore year. It's very, very nice. It's by Michael Dougherty, um, very famous uh wind band composer. Um and yeah, like I said, three solo trombones and uh and wind orchestra 
and oh, oh, I also want to make a note that I will put there's some like program notes for this piece, which I thought were and would be interesting for people to see if you want to. So I'm gonna link those in the description if you want to read more about what inspired this piece. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Rosa Parks did, but you know what I mean. Right. <laughs> gave y'all nothing <laughs> i really like that piece and you know that with the basic part when it starts vibrating and stuff you know that's my my bread and butter so period okay so my um just want to make sure Um, my next piece is called Pulsar by Augusta Reed Thomas. I really like Augusta Reed Thomas. Um, went to her house one time. That was cool to play for her. But I um, forgot fame. Literally emailed her and asked her. Um, okay, funny, fame. funny how that works. And she said yes. And right. Yes. She would said that to anyone. Um, no. How do you know? How do you know? I you would. You think? I feel like that's an insult. She would let anybody off the street into her house. Clearly, she let me in there. All right, not clearly. Goodbye. I'm actually gonna turn the sound off for the rest of the episode, and so I'm just gonna speak at will, and hopefully it lines up. Okay, that's fine. Um. So anyway, no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, this piece actually, I'm really excited about this piece because when I was pre- preparing for the Eastman audition, um. I was gonna play this until I got the music and saw how hard it was, and I switched to Incantation, which is what this is another piece by Augusta Reed Thomas. But I was was not gonna do Pulsar. No, I'm lying. I actually just remember the real reason. Okay, besides it, Pulsar being difficult, um, the viola edition of this piece is dedicated to Carol Rodland. When I was auditioning for Eastman, mm. Carol Rodland was still working at Eastman. I'm not gonna play your piece. At the audition, I literally told I told uh, the person who was helping me um, prepare for Eastman. I was like, "Yeah." So I just got the music in the mail, and I saw that Carol Rodland. This was dedicated to Carol Rodland. It was like the dedication is like for Carol Rodland, my dearest friend, or whatever. Because I was like, "Oh, girl, that's what happened." Now they on the phone, Kiki, and that. No, yeah, I was like, the way I'm not gonna play this, and Eastman requires a piece written. It probably changed the date now. Because Incantation was written in 95. So I don't remember the exact parameters. But I was like, I ain't doing that. You know, I'm not going to be and. You know how close. The audition was in Mr. Taylor's studio. You know how close I was to some people. And I, I'm going to play Yo Pete. <laughs> oh. um, I never learned it after that. Because for what? I mean, no. I take that back. I had no occasion to learn it. But 
um definitely want to learn it one day because i like i like her works um so here's pulsar by augusta reed thomas He want to play this. I should try to find the music. I feel like where would it even be? I bought that music in 2015, but I forgot. Loki like this piece, and I need I need something like this for my little recital or whatever. So, oh, right. Let's make sure we get we anyway. do a live. Anyway, so shout out to Augusta Thomas. Obviously, that was the violin, the violin version. Not obviously, if you're if you're new, that was the violin version, but. Yeah, I need to find that. I hope I, I don't even. Do I even be able to find it? Oh, it's called Pulsar. Something about the sun. Something about getting close to the sun. Uh, technically, uh, apparently, rather, there's like some type of. Not a technically. <laughs> I'll be saying anything. Um, there's like some type of like star thing called a pulsar. I don't know. It was in it was in the program notes, but um. <laughs> yeah, we should do pre-concert talks. <laughs> yeah, it was something about a uh. uh uh, yeah, I don't know. It's not your program. <laughs> I'm just gonna reiterate what, Chris, what Crystal said last week on the read. Do it. Don't get your news from us. Like, you're not coming here. Like, if you want to, if you want to have us for a pre-concert song, that's a that's a prepared event. Yeah, I'm not saying yeah. this show is not prepared, but I'm saying you get what you get. Like, do not come here. There are levels. There are know? levels. Like, if you hire a class, we about to do something. We finna do that. We gonna do it right. well. But you coming out here like it's it's Thursday night at ten o'clock. Like, girl, you gonna get what you get. <laughs> like, I don't understand. Like, you know what I meant. Like, oh, I surely do have a meeting in the morning too. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, but it's not ten o'clock for me. So, um, but still, I'm about to eat some mac and cheese after this. I'm like, she was looking forward to it. So we some mac and don't do this. <laughs> mac and vegan mm-hmm. cheese. Oh, I'm gonna add more cheese into it. That's how you cheese. do it. C H E Z. Some of the ways vegans be spelling cheese really be don't be sitting right in my spirit. I saw something the other day. I'm like, give it up, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like doing every going around everything to spell cheese. Like one of them made me angry. It was like it was like a faux meat, but it had like a whole bunch of umlauts. I'm gonna find. One. I saw that one. I, I was like, they be like throwing commas in there. Give Let's put a semicolon. It <laughs> and I understand the purpose of that, but like, you know, how, you know, like adjectives can fix everything. You literally all you gotta do is put vegan in front of it, and literally. it would just clear it all up. <laughs> I said I can't do the quotation marks. The quotation marks. <laughs> you don't be killing me though. I'll be laughing every time I look at it. Like um, every time a new cheese come out, like a new vegan cheese come out, it'll be like melts just like real cheese, and that sends me because it's like. At what point do we have no shame? Like, just make the cheese. Because it's like we have to fight for our lives to show these people that it melts. And I don't like that. Like, it's giving desperate. 
I just feel like people people gotta just people gotta just come to terms with the fact that the cheese not melting is not even the reason why you don't want to eat it. Like because I feel like even when the, the vegan cheese do be melting, people like the people who didn't want to eat it before are not like, oh well now that was my only yeah only like, thing. Y'all like y'all just want to be contrarian yeah for no reason. <laughs> and I to be fair like there are some instances where like it just is more aesthetically pleasing if the cheese is melted like. I hate making vegan pizza and looking at that junk sometimes because I'm just like, what happened? Like, what happened to the original plot of the movie? You know, what I was saying? waiting for your mozzarella sticks because I was like, if she take this out and it's like a like a wood chip, I would be. <laughs> Girl, that video that of the mozzarella sticks, you know, I was not finna do no cheese pull on that video. Not on camera, not on my camera. What cheese pull? Who <laughs> me a cheese thud? <laughs> but like. All right. Well, my last um, piece, I think I forgot to say that the um, previous piece, Rosa Parks Boulevard, was written in 2000. This next one um, is called Afro-Cuban Concerto. It's for Win Quintet. See? Hold on. You got the... Okay. We good till December. Listen. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and it's by Valerie Coleman, um, who is a composer and also the founding flutist of the Imani Winds. Um, and this recording is of the Umani Winds um, playing uh, Afro-Cuban Concerto, and it was written in 2001. That's OG. That's OG, Ronnie Gwens. That's like the original group. Oh, period. Yeah. Like, period. Okay. My last piece, you know, I was not thinking this far without, you know, put a little Dolphy Wolfie in that joint. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to send me a season this is. But, you know, until then, we move. Um, I have a deep love for this piece. Um, Rope. A published paper on this piece. Um, published. I forgot. Did I ever, did I ever talk about hey, that? Author. No, so are you. But I published. Um, mm, authored. Okay, so I I published uh, back in July. I published an article in the American the Journal of the American Veal Society about Sanctum by Adolphus Hale Stork. It's been a long way coming. I feel like. I played this on my master's recital. I did a, I did a, what's it called? A lecture recital on this piece in Poland. And then someone came up to me from Jabs and was like, you should publish this. And I was like, girl, anybody write no article? And I did. And yeah, so that was exciting. Yeah, I did. Author? Don't me. We're not going to act like scholarly, scholarly writing is different. To whom? Are you kidding, Katie? <laughs> So, to literally everyone who's done it. <laughs> Which of the two of us is only one. All right. So this is Sanctum by Adolphus Hill Stork. 
um, played by the illustrious Beverly Baker. Here you go. I'm gonna skip ahead. This is like the little introduction. It's not a good representation of this piece because I literally skipped from one section, one slow section to another slow section. But super dope piece. There's improv in the piece. There's fast sections. And like, who has a sound like Beverly? Jesus. I'm just trying to figure out why you didn't play. Oh, you know what? Never mind. I would never say that on the mics. Why would I say that? Never what? mind. But nothing. But, um. Well, hold on. I'm getting to the point, I'm getting to the annoying point of this whole viola thing where people are starting to ask me, like, so do you like your viola? And I'm like, what do you, I am not buying another viola. I'm, I was talking to my former teacher about that actually today because she was like, I was like, I'm going to get it adjusted first and then, because it has been sounding a little, a little dead. Um, but I haven't had it adjusted in literal years. But like the thought of buying another instrument just makes my skin disassociate from my body. Yeah, like, I just can't even. I mean, the maybe first trying to get a loan if you're trying to get. Father God, I just bought this. No, I didn't. But 2015. I just, I just, I just got this viola. But I mean, in the final round, it makes a difference, you know. I ain't buying. What's your pee? I ain't buying on this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why is it so? I was talking to Esfan about student loans, and Esfan was like, "How much money you got in student loans?" Like we were, we were already deep in it. I, I didn't. Feel, it was an invasive question. Mm-hmm. You know, we were already in a conversation. He didn't just walk up to me. So, Katie, <laughs> me and Esfan we were talking, whatever, and we just got to it. He's like, so he told me we have about the same amount. He's like, so how do you sleep at night? I'm like, I don't. He's like, okay, good. And I'm like, yeah. Okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) I sleep knowing that y'all not getting your money back like that way. Uh But it's also like I got this number on my head. (laughs) Y'all not getting this one Uh, back. Y'all can come take the degree. But I ain't giving y'all ain't getting it back. (laughs) I remember before the pandemic, Jasmine was like, So you're not paying it? I'm like, no. She's like, But Katie, I'm kinda concerned. I'm like, don't be. They send the bill, I don't answer. Katie, your credit. <laughs> and then we got a pandemic. That's true. It's like, at this point, like, we just canceled them. Like, what are we? Anyway. Yeah, because my, my heart already got 
be having palpitations. So. Like Joseph. Anyway, yeah. Like, what's, um, okay. okay. Moving on. The two thousands were just such a great time. Like such was, a good time. Yeah, a lot going. A lot of good music. A lot of good music in every decade. But just like Man. it's just some stuff that like, I feel like it was hit back to back to back. It it was just different. Like and I wonder if it, it was because really, for really kids hard. why like we liked everything. Like was that it or what? It's also the nostalgia. Like because it's like they're because now we're looking back. It's like they were good songs and the nostalgia having no bills and like just being a kid and like, like whatever. Just, like oh what a time! It's just it was just a vibe like. Man. It was really, really hard to pick just three because I was oh, like, girl, I remember I that, that conversation that we had about Bow Wow and how he wasn't shit. But then we was like, oh, wait, hold on. But in the 2000s, Bow Wow was popping. Oh, Bow Wow like, was like, I remember when Bow Wow popping. first came out. Like, ridiculous. Um, but I was like, okay, I'm not going to put none of that on here. That was, it was hard. I had to, I tried to pick range. Okay. So this is something that came back in my rotation a couple of weeks ago and I've been listening to because... It's just, it was just my jam. Like, it came out in 2007. I have, this is not the clean version, but it's fine. It's not that, it's not like dirty. It's just a curse word. But you remember Shoddy is a 10? And the clean, the dirty version is Shoddy is the shit. Mm. By the dream. Listen. Okay, hold on. This was, this song was everywhere. Was everywhere. And it was just my jam. Shorty rock to the beat for your boy. Shorty, yeah, do yeah. it. Rock to the beat for your boy. Radio killer, yeah, killer. Shorty clap it, shorty type it. Should stay there all night if will you? Will you? I missed your picture. Now it's time I. Listen, that song was everywhere, and it was just like, okay, I just can't even talk about it, because I've listened to that song, like, back to back to back the past couple weeks, and also a couple months ago, I was also doing the same thing, so, <laughs> a classic. Okay, so, I'm gonna come out the gate heavy, and then I feel like my last ones are gonna be, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start with the best one on my list. Do you remember Young Money? Like, what an exciting time like it's so crazy even like they look it's so crazy how much times changed like so basically young money was a collective of artists and like low-key that could be like an episode low-key but because I, I wonder has that does that have that existed in classical music in any way like so all the people are signed to Young Money. Among these people are like Drake before Drake popped off, Nicki Minaj, and the cool thing about Nicki Minaj, I'm not, I normally don't care for Nicki Minaj because I feel like she just be doing too much, especially with this new stuff that became out. Whatever, Nicki Minaj does too much. I've made that very clear. But like for her to be at the only, well, she wasn't the only woman there. There was another one who I can't remember her name. Someone will tell me. But you, it's like eighty y'all. Nicki Minaj and this other girl are the only two women there. It was just like iconic, like this and their song, Bedrock. Katie, Katie, I'm not telling you, I listen to Bedrock. No, I listen to Bedrock so often. Like, like so often, bro. Okay. Man, and actually, I'm going to skip. One of the best songs of the decade. Like, it was just, a, it was actually, it was an eight? 
two, four, six, eight. It was ten people. Yeah, this is one of the best songs of the decade. It's easily. one of the best songs of the decade. It, this was such a big deal. With it was Lil Wayne. Okay, yeah, bro. and it's it like was, it's never it was, been done before. It was never done like this before. It was just wow. And I went back, and I feel I felt so lame because I remember I watched when we were planning for this episode two weeks ago. I went back and I watched it, and I like teared up a little bit because I'm like, this was so exciting like, this is before, it was it was before anybody who nobody knew any people except for like wayne and lloyd was on a song so i people knew lloyd or whatever but it's like mm-hmm. i don't recall and to be fair i wasn't really in listening to this music like on my own time this is what i heard with my friends and stuff so maybe like people knew more than i did but like we didn't know these people yet and like here we really are early. like like we're here like 15 years later Right? How old is I? Like almost like 10, 15 years later. And it's like these people have become like huge. Like listening to Drake here, and then like people are like widely anticipating his album. I can't wait for him to drop like 10 years after. Like it's just crazy. Like, yeah. So good. So here's Bedrock. I dropped it about a minute into the song because I'm going to drop it on Nikki and Drake's verse. But here it is. My favorite verse on the song is actually Tiger's. I love Tiger's verse. Tiger's on the song. He's right after Drake. Right after they do the chorus again, and it's Tiger. Um, everybody on the song. I listen exactly. Everybody on the song, and also in the two thousands, Tiger. <laughs> Tiger performed at my school <laughs> every <laughs> at like recess <laughs> because he was my friend. <laughs> it no. might have been lunch. It's probably lunch. But yeah, he performed on the playground uh, at my school when I was like in the fifth grade and my sister got his autograph. I'm going to ask her, did she still got his autograph? Because I was so jealous that she got Tiger's autograph. This is when he was like still like, because like, like you said, this was like before they really like blew up and he was still like, he was a celebrity, but he was also still a local celebrity. Mm-hmm. But like, so he was able to perform at a random K through 12 school. Like, <laughs> but also he was my friend's godbrother. But 
Yeah. What a time. Also, like, I I am a huge Drake fan. And just to hear the difference in his ability between, like, this song and, like, what he's doing now. It's like I'm proud, you know? Like, <laughs> I'm proud of you. Like, good job, little nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm so, you, I'm so, I'm so, I'm so, I'm so proud of you. Okay. I forgot about that song. Music <laughs> was so good. Like, <laughs> wow, this makes you so like nostalgic. Like, time is so different. Anyway, yeah, yeah, there was a lot to pick from. I decided I was like, okay, I'm gonna go for range and something that's like way off field from what we're talking about right now, but was huge in the 2000s. Was the Joe Bros. That's so, different. It's different. But I was like, yeah, this was something that was also going around. Like we people loved the Jonas Brothers. Wait, so Bro, your two thousand is a classic. Oh my bro. god. What are you talking love so bug? Is- you said what? Love bug? No. Oh my god. I forgot gosh. about the Jonas Brothers. The Jonas Brothers like ridiculous. Okay, so I'm playing a song called Hold On. This used to be my alarm in the morning because it's very loud. But um it's also just it was also in 2007 um but yeah this is, this, what is it to say it's the joe bros okay wow. we don't have time left to regret we'll take more than common sense Listen, like every now and then I get into something that's like kind of poppy and the Jonas Brothers, they just... I don't listen to a lot of like like poppy stuff like that. That's mm-hmm. like really yeah. I don't know, but but they just they hit the nail on the head. They really do. Dang! And also the way it was hilarious because the way that I was at my church on Sunday morning praying for Nick Jonas to pull through. <laughs> was it on here that we were talking about when we all found out? Yeah, that I feel like we just talking, thought yeah. he. They made it seem bro. they had the gray overcast. <laughs> like, I'm like, bro, they really were taking advantage of us. I was like, yeah. Anyway. Like, it's literally fine. <laughs> like, just fine, actually. In fact. Okay, so this is one of my favorite songs from this time period. Do you remember Danity Kane? Yes. Okay, their song Showstopper. I have a vivid memory. I used to be friends with this girl named Amber Ferguson. And me, Amber, and Kali went to the orchestra room after school one day. Just because Mr. Janice, my orchestra teacher, would just be there. Like school got out of like school got out at two fifty five. And Mr. Janice would be there till like four. I would never do that. So shout out to him. Like I left with the kids. I left before the kids. Um and so he would just be in there doing work and we would just hang out in the orchestra room after school and we were making up a dance to this very song in the orchestra room <laughs> like circa 2006 and okay, crossover you said what 
Okay, crossover. And here we are. Bridget, the classical. First full circle. Amber, the funny thing about it, Amber and Cooley were not in orchestra. They just knew that it was a spot. Like, you know how some teachers like be having spots? Like, it just be the spot. Mm. Okay, this is Showstopper by Danny Kane. Like, ah! okay, okay, okay. We in the car. We ride slow. We doing things that the girls don't do. The boys sing. We smile back. Like, <laughs> I'm not gonna say I love Danny Kane, but I just have a specific memory for the song. But even from so Danny Kane, for those that don't know, is like one of the groups from when Diddy had that reality show, yeah, like uh, band or whatever, making a band, yeah. But Day 26, which is the guy group that came out, of, bro, I still listen to Day 26 to this day. Like they were just crazy. I'm like, dang, I should have put Day 26 on here. And then when you was playing that, that reminded me of girl groups. And then I thought about Do It To It by Cherish. And I was like, wait, I have to that came back in my rotation around June. I was listening to that like every day. Wait, Bro. bounce with it, drop with it, leave with, leave. with it, with it, rock with it. Oh with my it. God, Dylan, it's got chills. Yes. I gotta listen to that. That song is so good. Okay. It's so good. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah, that was just so cute. Like making up dances with your friends. We used okay. to make up dances all and then perform them. And my mom be like, yeah. yeah <laughs> here you go, baby. <laughs> oh my God. Wow! Oh my gosh! Now just the, instead the, of making up dances, you're just making up funds to pay bills. So, yep. wait, the verse on that song is also very good. Who did the verse on that song? I think it's Sean Paul. What's that song called? Do it. Do it to it. Um. Okay, my last one. Okay, you know I had to do it because okay, I had to do it. There were so many options, but I was like, you know what? I got to go back to my roots. In 2004, one of the greatest albums of all time was released. And that is Confessions by oh Usher. Oh, my God. <laughs> Delaney Carr don't hear nothing else but this. I don't think this and Beethoven <laughs> 9. Okay. <laughs> I since have gotten a, like a, a non-archaic streaming app that allows me to have other music in my library. So I have a lot of other things now. But... <laughs> Um, listen. Uh, oh yeah, and Beethoven Nine was just one of the is one of the things that I had actually purchased, so it was in my library. It's not because I listened to it a lot, because really I use Beethoven Nine every now and then. I listen to it for pleasure, but most of the time I listen to it to tell time on flights because I know exactly how long the symphony is. So if I listen to it, I know an hour and five minutes has gone by. Anyway, <laughs> um, thanks Beethoven, your genius is appreciated. Okay. Um. <laughs> I don't know. He mad because that's what we're using it for now. But um okay. <laughs> so okay, Confessions is one of the only albums I could sit and you know I have the extended, the deluxe version. 
I could sit and stare at a wall and listen to confessions. Like, I don't have to be doing anything. But I was like, okay, what song am I going to choose? And I was like, you know, I can't try to put any strategy into it because I'll be here all day. So I was like, oh, there's a song on it called Throwback. And I was like, well, that kind of fits with the theme of what we're doing. So I'm going to just play Throwback. So um, this is Throwback off of Confessions. It's featuring Jada Kiss. And yeah. Real talk. Usher. Just plays. What she said to me Now I'm wishing she was still here with me And now the day's here We may have gotta shed tears Sorry, y'all, but listening to the whole thing. Four more minutes left. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, I can't turn this off. I was like, it's literally not just me on this show right now. <laughs> but yeah, ooh, what a time. Like, <laughs> I didn't listen to that album. Maybe one day I will. Ugh, it's just so good. It's just There's just a lot going on on that album. So I struggle so much to find... To, to narrow it down to the point that like I came into this just being like I'm just gonna pick one because I was like how could I talk about this time period I talk about one two step Sierra had us in a chokehold she did because she was uh, she was in that trend correct me if I'm wrong there was a time where there was a whole bunch of songs coming out with dance instructions in them like right around the same time it was one two step it was walk um Walk it out, mm. pop lock and drop it. Mm. Like it was a whole bunch of songs back to back to back. Don't forget, Soldier Boy up in this hole. Why we crank it? Why we crank that song? Now watch me. You. Oh my god! <laughs> like I feel like it was like back to back. He came up with another one right after that, like called the Batman or Spider or something like that. Um, oh yeah, and um, what's the one with? Um, oh, chicken noodle soup. Chicken noodle oh, soup. Oh, chicken noodle soup. What's the one that I'm thinking of? The it's T Pain. Oh, oh wait, the, wait. Buy, the one that buy you a drink. <laughs> oh, oh my I'm gosh, buy you a drink. And I forgot. Yeah. T Pain was revolutionary because the auto tune thing. Yeah, never I, and that. I thought of, I thought of, and you know, he there's a there's a documentary or docu series on Netflix, and I think the second episode is the one where he talked about how Usher told him that he ruined music because yeah. of auto tune, which. That's the second episode of This Is Pop on Netflix. I would definitely watch it. I thought of doing T-Pain just because of that, but I was like, it's just too much. Are we going to be here all day. Like we got to do a part two or something because, like, there's no way we did it. Just, I was part of classical music was like, y'all scraped fine. But it don't matter. Like, music was so good during this time. Like, I went back and forth. Also, Sean Paul was huge during this time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Jamaicans get really proud, but it's also, like, Everybody loves to see their their music be on the map for the like to be front and center. Just like how like yeah. a lot of West Africans are like lit right now because Afrobeats is front and center. It's like it doesn't really. It's fun when your stuff make it to mainstream. This is so much stuff. But what I did pick, um, I don't know if you've heard of her. Um, she's an entrepreneur, but like she's do music. Her name is Rihanna, and Umbrella. 
Umbrella? Okay, this is why this is why I decided to go with. This is Umbrella by Rihanna. Every time I hear Jay Z's voice now, I'm gonna think about that Twitter account that does the. Have you seen that Twitter account uh-huh. where it's like it's some anonymous guy who does like Jay Z impressions? It is the most hilarious thing ever. No, I haven't seen that. Well, is it the I one? Did not see- it was the one where it was like take yeah. the 500k. No, that was well. Title said that because <laughs> people were so stupid. There was a whole there was a whole debate for y'all that don't know on Twitter talking about would you rather take 500k or have dinner with Jay-Z and they were like, "Well, he's going to give you the keys to success." And I'm like, "Bro, and the that's keys why to I feel success like will be taking that 500k." Intentionally dense. I just I'm convinced. <laughs> y'all just love being contrarians just for sport. It's sick. Like he going to be looking at you like you are stew First of all, you okay. know how life changing 500k is for the majority. I'm like, don't let Twitter fool you. Majority of Americans research shows. Majority of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. So you telling me the 75 percent of y'all are living paycheck to paycheck? I, it's probably higher. It's pro- I think it's 90 percent. Don't call me on that CNN. I read it somewhere. <laughs> all of y'all living paycheck to paycheck, but you gonna you gonna turn down 500k to meet with Jay Z? For him to tell you something you could have read in Rich Dad Poor Dad, <laughs> and they were like, and he could, um, he gonna give you uh, something that's worth a billion dollars. I'm like, first of all, what makes you think he even gonna like you and gonna put you on like that? He don't know you. And like <laughs> he probably, you're like, oh, that's like so you the dummy that turned out 500k. <laughs> <laughs> like, and exactly. what makes you think? Also, I'm like. And there are people, you go to the comments, there are people who genuinely are telling you. Wow. That is a failure of our education system right there. Then the fact that his own account, his own company was like, take the 500k. <laughs> <laughs> but no, there's a, there's a, um, an account that does like, they'll do like, tell stories or like, redo songs in Jay-Z's voice. It's hilarious. They did the Arthur th- theme song. It's very stupid, but it's very hilarious. I'm going to what was I about to say about oh I just want to say the 2000 listen I remember actually remember the first time I ever even heard of Rihanna I was they used to give out CDs at the at the skating rink like on your way out there we just have a big old bucket of CDs like people could just 
put the CDs in there for people to take for free. And I remember I took one and it was it was Ponder Replay. I forgot it was about a single. Ponder Replay. Yeah, and I was like, and that was the first time I had ever even like heard of Rihanna, and I'm just like, look, look at look at us now. And now I'm tired from music. I wonder she, is she retired for real? What you think? No, nah, I don't. I don't think so. Oh, she she much. Yeah, I think she might think of something. She. But I feel like I wonder. I wonder if she ever think about like, okay, so if you release a song right now, everything Rihanna does is good. Don't get me wrong, but it's like the pressure it must be if that song if people if it's not well received. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like mm-hmm. you waited all this time. It's gonna break the internet if Rihanna yeah. is like because she's been she was trolling for a bit and then she kind of just stopped and like i'm doing my underwear thing and so now now i feel like and i'm not in the navy so i don't i don't know what the conversations are down there but i will say that like it's kind of like unexpected at this point you know she's so deep it's like more than makeup now you know so it'll be so unexpected it will break the internet it's gonna, yeah. I, I feel like it's gonna be well received, even if it wasn't the greatest. But it's Rihanna, so it's gonna be good. Because also, like, even if people don't like it, they still gotta listen to it to not like it. So she probably still gonna break records and all that kind of stuff. Who surprised me? I mean, Drake's a big deal, of course, but Drake surprised me with the record he broke with Certified Lover Boy because, um, I think it was like he had like the highest streams on Spotify in the history of a re- album release or something like that, and it's like that. Yeah. That's crazy to me. Yeah. I think, but also, like, thinking of how much streaming platforms have grown. You know what I mean? Like, the the volume of people that use them now is probably much more Yeah, I wonder how they even calculate that. Because is that even valid, you know? I think with, with that caveat, I mean, it's still, like, it's still true yeah. in the history of that, you know, platform. It's the most that they've ever gotten, most that someone has ever gotten. I mean, not to, I mean, obviously, it's still an astronomical amount of people. I'm not trying to be like, we ain't even really get that much, sold five hundred million, like, you know. <laughs> but, like, I'm just saying, like, in terms of other huge albums that we've seen that might have been somewhere close to that record, that might be a reason why he brought that, like, a factor. Um, I mean, anybody was going to say that Kanye joint, so... A, girl, a lot of people was 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 caping for that, but what was I about to say? I'm just upset how many of y'all have enabled Drake with that ridiculous cover art. I'm so upset. Okay, I was gonna ask you about it because Fran I can't on believe a fr- he really put that on the album. Fran was like, "That's just kind of dumb. It's just underwhelming." And it's like, I mean, I people, I guess we like people were saying like, "It's Drake. People know what's gonna be good, so does the cover art even matter?" Yes, it does. But I feel like <laughs> it does. Like I feel like Drake is just—he's so interesting to me. Like, like it's just so bad. Did you like, listen? Did you listen to the album? No, I downloaded it, and then one of it came on shuffle while I was fighting for my life in the woods. Okay. So I did accidentally hear—I did accidentally hear one song because I wanted to listen to it straight through, mm-hmm. but I, I did hear one song. Yeah, I, I, I think s- it had Travis Scott on it. Is he on that album? Yeah, he is. Okay, I think it was that one. Um. <laughs> reminds me somebody somebody was like when Travis Scott and Kylie Jenner are having a baby they were like isn't that Rihanna's man isn't Rihanna dating him <laughs> and somebody was like somebody was like no that's ASAP Ferg and I was like okay okay so, <laughs> but um 
I have a couple of tracks yeah. left, but I like I, I I like Drake a lot. I just feel like he's just. I feel like the more I listen to Drake, the more I realize like how. First of all, I feel like. Drake is definitely the problem because there's no way that you have all of these issues. I don't, I'm sorry. Like he's so emotional, like literally he's so emotional. It's like every girl he ever met in his entire life did him wrong. And he, and I'm like, at some point, babe, you have to realize that you were the problem at some point, because there's no way there's absolutely no way, but shout out to Drake, to Jesus, whatever. Period. You know what? But you, I knew who would deliver on the cover art and who did, and I was Lil Nas X. So I'm anticipating that album. Um, I re- so you know I'm excited. I saw the track list. Meg is on the album. Oh, for real? Yes. I was like, oh, Doja is on the album. I was like, okay. I don't listen to Doja Cat, but I need to because okay, everything like, I've heard from her is very, very good. Doja has me in a chokehold because that stupid "Get Into It" yes song. <laughs> I hate that I love that song because it sounds so dumb. Man, get into it, yeah. But it's so good. Like, and it's just like, also the thing with Doja, I, did we, I love how like the internet collectively forgets about some people, some people's wrongdoings and not others. Like the way that the internet just breezed past the slavery is a choice thing with Kanye. Like I'm still not over that. But also, wasn't Doja the one showing feet in retro chat rooms? Yeah. So Some weird stuff. But Doja, the thing that saves Doja, unfortunately, is that she's just really good. Yeah, she's really, really she's good. really good. Attention to the, her, have you seen her like perform? I saw clips of her performing. Like attention to detail, quality of performance. Like it irritates me. Yeah. There's somebody else on the album that I was like, really? Oh, Elton John is on it. I might give Lil Nas X a try. I support everything he does. He's a professional troller. I don't like the music is not really my my thing. Uh, but I will always I always give it a try. That's how I found out about Moneybag Yo. I just I see a new album out. I listen to it straight through and, and get my. That's how I learned about um that other dude that I used to like a lot. I just saw their album and I listened to it straight through. So mm. it comes out the seventeenth, though, right? Yeah, I believe so. I just heard that on the read today, so I will listen to it and uh, report back. I'm sure there's gonna be stuff I like on there. There's no way that there wouldn't be. Yeah, I think um, Lil Nas X can he can be a bit. I only know like total two or three songs from him. I've never heard Old Town Road in its entirety. I think I've heard the chorus. You didn't have to. Literally, everybody in America was singing it. Yeah. So, and then I've heard, of course, "Call Me by Your Name," and I've heard "Industry Baby." So, I really like. I just like his energy. He is just. I love his energy. It's it's like, like a, he's a professional troller, and I just love it. I love it so so much. Yeah, he's just very very good. Like he just. Yeah, like he's like I said, I listen to a lot of pop, and he does skew more poppy than what I usually listen to. But I think some of it is a lot of pop. I said I don't. Oh yeah, that's my problem with Bizzo. He he skews a little bit like more poppy than I usually listen to. But I I like I like Industry Baby. Hmm. Call Me by Your Name. I like. Do you like Lizzo's music? I've never heard Lizzo's music. I love I love Lizzo's persona. I follow her on on TikTok. She's a lot of fun. I don't like Lizzo's music. 
because it's like it's i don't like pop music like that and i've it's, heard it's very like poppy. a clip of something and somebody said i think it was the new song she came out with cardi b yeah i like that one cardi b didn't need to be on that song but it was fun um, I don't like the opening of it because it's for religious reasons. But other than that, oh, for real. I mean, it's just like I haven't listened to it. Like I heard like a clip on the thing, so it wasn't the beginning. The song is fine. I didn't mind it, but like I didn't add it to my playlist. There is one song Lizzo has that I really do like. I can't, I can't place it. But I just don't. I really like pop music. Yeah. Unless Lizzo, I mean, someone can correct me. I, I, I am under the impression that Lizzo is a pop artist. So if she's not. Then I need to just dive no. into her catalog a little bit more. I think there are some people who are like on the line that are toe the line. I think Lil Nas X is one of them. Um, who can like he's he's definitely a rapper, mm-hmm. but some of his music does skew poppy. And like we see like some more like I think some more um rappers are like collaborating with pop artists. So I mm-hmm. think that also can kinda that kind of bridges the sound a little bit and allows for people like that. I mean, not allows for them to exist, but like it's more, it's gonna probably gonna become more common for people like that to exist mm-hmm. between, you know. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for that album, especially like he just he just brings it with the visuals, the just everything when the when he announced the album, the video, like he's just very extra, and I love it. And he don't care what y'all have to say, and that's the best. Cause he shouldn't because he's going home to his mansion while. We eating hamburger helper, so right, and just don't even get me started on Boosie. I feel like we talked about that. I will actually just, prefer not. I, I'm just surprised to learn that he's still in his thirties because he looks fifty seven to the second power. He deserves it. Leave him like at this point, like you're just obsessed with him because there's no uh, there's no way, like literally everything he does, you get on Instagram. Meanwhile, we have not forgotten. Like you should be in jail <laughs> for what you've done to your children. So. Oh, like what a disgrace! Yeah, he's he's really scum of the earth. So hate that for us. But there's that. What's the next part of the show? The Black Excellence. Oh yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. It's time for Black Excellence, where we have you up, gas you up, and give you your props because there's room for everyone at the top. This week, I'm talking about the Reverend Lena McClinn. Um, I found out I heard from okay. Dr. Wooten and I was like oh period I did not know about this so she's from um, she was born September 5th 1928 in Atlanta Georgia um, when she was right. five she okay <laughs> Medea <laughs> when she was five <laughs> Medea we talk about childhood that was a pivotal part of my childhood that wasn't oh, yeah. for you when the stage plays became popular yeah like, are you kidding like and I think I own no, I don't own them. My mom owns every Medea movie, every stage play. And I'm telling you, Medea goes to the orchestra. That would be I'm hilarious. That would be prime. And Tyler Perry act like he don't want to put that costume back on. He better put that put that stuff on. But they're doing the, they're doing like a prequel to Medea or yeah. something. Listen, we're literally in the middle of somebody's life. <laughs> 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 oh my god. Okay. Okay. So okay. Okay. Just, okay. Okay. Wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay, well, so when um, when McClellan was five, she moved to Chicago um, to live with her uncle Thomas Dorsey. Um, what? Crazy, right? Oh my gosh! And uh, <laughs> she attended McIntosh Elementary and served as a young accompanist for her uncle's um, famed 
Pilgrim Baptist Church Choir. After moving back to Atlanta, she graduated from Booker T. Washington High School. And she went to Spelman. Um, and when she got her bachelor's uh, in music. And then she studied um, at the American Conservatory of Music, which no longer exists. Um, mm-hmm. Roosevelt University and Chicago State University. She started teaching her career at... Julius Hess Upper Grade Center in 1959 before moving to Hubbard High School in 1960. She's a fo- founder of the McLean Ensemble, the McLean Opera Company, um, and she created many performance opportunities for African-American musicians. She also taught at John Marshall High School. See, that's a high school I recognize. Um, from 1963 to 1970, and then she taught at Kenwood Academy. Um, that's where she ended her career. Um at Kenwell Academy, she was acting as music department chair. She created a pilot curriculum that included all types of music. She's also credited for a lot of um, famous people's like careers, like getting them started. One of them is, I'm not going to say um, at all because, but another one is the brat. There's, there's a long list of people that she um, helped jumpstart their career. Um, in 1977, she published a music history for youth entitled Pulse, a history of music. As founder of the Trinity Congressional Church, McLean also worked as minister of music. In 1982, she became the founding pastor of Holy Vessel Baptist Church. Oh, I know your services be three hours. I can just tell. <laughs> um, McLean has published over 400 compositions, including tributes to Dr. Martin Luther King, Gwendolyn Brooks, and her composi- compositions range from solo voice pieces to full orchestrations. Um, she's widely sought after as an as a speaker and a workshop leader, and she's also the recipient of the Outstanding Teacher Award in 1983, as well as numerous other awards and honorary degrees. I believe, yeah, I believe I misspoke. Doctor Reverend Lena McLean. Shout out to you. It's still going. Period, period Miss Ma'am. Okay. Sorry for. Invading your black excellence with Medea because like <laughs> they got a lot of people to do it with too. <laughs> but that's what we were saying about Medea. No, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, <laughs> I mean, but Loki, if, if Tyler Perry did a um, if he went back on tour with them, probably I might go see one. There's certain things I need to see before they are no longer. If Tyler Perry did another play, I will go see it. The next time Beyonce come, goes on tour, I'm definitely going. I'm not going to die and not ever see Beyonce in person. There's no way I could do that. So I got some stuff on my list that I got to see. I heard, I think it's a show that he's doing. That's like when Medea was younger or something like that. I heard about that, but I heard about it on the read. I think it's out for TV, right? Yeah, I heard about it on the read too. So. I might watch that because I actually, I'm not really a TV type of girl. I don't really watch shows even though i was watching that's a raven yesterday and that made me tear up a lot a little bit i still remember the theme song i still remember lines dang and that's so raven was like when we talk about comedic gold raven was funny i was just thinking about that so raven because i was watching this uh like cooking competition show and it's like about restaurants like they're trying to compete for investors and one of this guy his draw was that he had a big old wheel of cheese that he made pasta in and that reminded me of that episode of that's so raven she was in the van they got trapped in the vent <laughs> with that cheese <laughs> so man raven she fell off not fell off that's rude 
Raven just got she just went through some things in the middle and like she just got really ignorant. But yeah, I mean, she was from every country, every continent. Like, what do you even say? I was like, you know, uh, that whatever type of you would think that Disney would get y'all some tutors that could teach y'all something, but okay. But she back now. I mean, she's still doing that to Raven. I don't right, like I don't Raven's like home. reboots though, so I haven't. I, no, I'm lying. I saw one episode. I haven't seen any of that. I mean, but yeah, I'm okay with leaving. Yeah, I'm in the past. It was great while it was here. But you know, I've been playing for Disney beautiful. Plus for no reason, so I was like, let me start using this thing. And I'm yeah, I, I think I'm gonna make my way through that. So Raven, I watched two episodes last night. It's still funny, and I'm just like, this show is really good. Like. I'm sorry. Like, at the, looking at it through a 28 year old lens, it's still good. Like, wow. Okay, 28. I'm old. I need to give me AARP. All right. So, and on that note, what is it? It's not the Black Excellence. We already did that. Piece of the week. We made it. Is the part of the show that we're in right now. Now we've done 147 so times. Um,. What were we doing? Oh yeah, the piece of the week, <laughs> um, which I am going to take from a piece that I've already played for y'all. What I want y'all to listen to Rosa Parks Boulevard. So I will put that in the description. Um, and that's my piece this week because um, I don't know what made me, what reminded me of that piece um, when I was like preparing for this episode. But yeah, take a listen to the full thing because y'all only got a taste. It's like twelve minutes long. So period. Well, y'all, we made it. And also one of our longest episodes in a while. So let's come back to our regular length. Let's let's not because we were getting real comfortable with like the one forty five two hour mark for the majority of Classically Black. Right. Let's let us not get richer back on these mics because that will be the day that we hit a three hour episode. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Speaking of Richard, I sent Richard an album. I was like, you know, I, I thought this seemed like your, your aesthetic. I thought you really enjoyed this. I don't like Richard. So Richard's like, oh, is this person famous? And I was like, they're known, like, whatever, whatever. And he was like, oh, what, what I've heard so far, like, they shouldn't be famous, but I'm going to keep listening. I was like, Richard. All right. So this is the outro. Listen to the outro because I feel like behind closed doors, like Richard is a totally different person from what y'all think he is. He's a menace. Like Richard, is every a time, menace. every time we have him on, it's Richard who he's single. What y'all know about Richard? Introduce me. Listen, Richard. Richard's great. He's a great friend. He's a he's a great. <laughs> I don't. Wanna, I feel like I feel like I feel like. Sometimes we be we be joking about our friends, and then I feel like some people have come up to me and be like, "Dang, you made so and so sound like a terrible person," and that's really not my intention. Oh We're yeah, joking. like well, that ended up working out. But the person you okay. were talking about, I mean, come on, Delaney, <laughs> that ended up. But at the time, we were yeah, we did not mean to make that person sound like a bad person. So we don't mean to make Richard Richard's sound not like a bad, a bad person. person. Far from. He's, yeah, literally one of the best friends. Yeah, that. like probably one of the most <laughs> selfless people I know can't lie but trifling i was about to say simultaneously one of the most trifling people i don't i don't think i know a more (laughs) trifling person than richard let me think he's he's just trifling in such a unique way (laughs) that's a great (laughs) way of putting it like unique and like specific 
It's, I don't know nobody like Richard. Let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> nobody else like him. Because, yeah, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, it's a talent. It, it really it's is. It's a talent. If he, if he cared about fame, he could do, he could, he have a show. I don't understand why he don't capitalize. I mean, I understand because I understand Richard. That's why I understand why he doesn't. But I'm just saying, like, you're missing out on a YouTube career and potentially an HBO special. So right, I was about to say he won't be a Netflix deal or everything. But you go ahead and yeah. um, staff paper. What he do? The music theory. He's a music theory professor. Aggregates. <laughs> um, and if y'all don't know, if, if y'all are new to Kotsky Black. Episode 18 was the first episode Richard was on, and I don't remember the number of the second one, but it'll say in the title. But it was recent, If right? y'all want to... Yeah, it was fairly recent. This year? Everything feels recent. I mean, January feels recent. It was during the pandemic, I could tell you that. <laughs> Which... I, I went to this MSO thing today, and somebody spoke and was like, you know, the MSO has been playing... was playing all the way through the pandemic. I'm like, the pandemic is still going like why do y'all keep saying that like that like the pandemic is over it's not like it's episode 121 i already found it on our instagram oh period like, we are in the thick All of right. it numbers are worse this this year than were last year but anyway on that note hope you find hope thank you so much for listening to classically black podcast <laughs> even my computer just gave me the low battery symbol because it's like sis wrap it up y'all wait what were we even talking about um social media okay first of all let's go back thank you so much for listening to classic black podcast don't forget to follow us on social media classic black podcast we also have a website classic black podcast.com if you're black join isbm we got a conference coming up didn't i say i was gonna say that at the beginning of the episode on the next episode but then we took a two-week break and then i didn't say it at the beginning of the episode we'll make a post about what? We, yeah. About what? About the ISBM, the proposals. We're accepting proposals for our, tw- our conference. Oh, yeah. My proposal. That I was supposed to say in the news, and I didn't. So here we are. Yeah. Um, that's fine. But we have a conference coming up. Should be fun. Fun times had by all. Submit a proposal. All right. See y'all next week. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>